If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Thursday to everyone in the sports universe. It is October the 28th, 2021. I am Miles Carvelis. He is Aaron Crouch, and this is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports, and we are live. What's going on, Aaron? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm uh, happy to be back for the show. Well, that one day hiatus. Ian did a did a great job in my absence, but uh, he said that. Cooper Cup didn't belong in the top wide receiver conversation on Twitter, so um, he and I have some uh, have some beef here now. So, <laughs> Ian, if you're listening, uh, don't forget about Cooper Cup. He's uh, he's a solid receiver. He's one of the best, in my opinion. To me, he's better than Devontae Adams. If me I too. just, I would say that because I feel like Devontae Adams kind of has relied on you know. Um, Aaron Rodgers, like you can make that argument, but Cooper Cup has done it with multiple quarterbacks. And so is Hopkins, too. But I think Hopkins, Adams, I think Adams played well, too. Oh, yeah. They're all great, but Hopkins has done it with the worst of the of the uh, trash heap in quarterback. I agree. So, Aaron, so many of us run a podcast or a small business, and honestly, it's hard spreading the word. You want friends and families to check it out, but will they? Probably not. <laughs> it's time to grow with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views on a website. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off your order. Set up your links and share. People you share it with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE for 20% off your order on popl.co or mikeandandrive.com. Click the Popple logo, but AMDRIVE is the code to use. Okay, Mike Smith first is back, and well, this one came in late, so I'm going to do it anyways. It's called On the Field. Hashtag on the field. We kind of teased this before. I might make some merchandise about this now. But a cricket player named Quentin DeCock, real name, um, from South Africa, withdrew from a tournament because, I believe it was a tournament, because he didn't want to kneel during an anthem, which apparently is spread to that part of the country, which I didn't, I did not know. So he didn't want to kneel for something going on, and and now he has to apologize and and have like a two page apology and say. But the quote he's trying to make is, "I'm not a racist." I'm sorry. Since when do we care about athletes' personal lives? First of all, like, do we really believe that athletes who share a locker room with people of the same of different races? Do we really believe that they're secretly a racist? It's not like they're the billionaire owners giving these guys money. They literally share lockers and showers with these people of different races. You literally, by definition, cannot hate the opposite race be, by, by that logic. So tell me, why does this man feel compelled to apologize? Did you fans actually pressure this man into doing so? Because if so, shame on you and grow up. Just grow up. Whatever your feel is, how is a dude racist for not kneeling? It's a political stance. I don't care what you think. It's political. Let the guy play a sport. He didn't murder anybody. He wouldn't say was. He didn't say a hate a hateful thing. He literally withdrew to avoid this conflict. Leave people alone. I don't care what your belief is. Leave people alone. It's not fair. These elephants go through uh, so much, and they, they deserve it, and they get all the money to show they deserve it. But stop 
with the crap. Keep it on the field unless they're criminals. If not, leave them alone. Aaron, your thoughts? Yeah, to me, it just seems like this stuff's getting out of hand. If you have a belief or you want to do something to show your support or whatever, that's fine. I mean, everybody has their belief on this knee thing and everybody has their opinion. We've heard them all. Uh, but in my opinion, I'm going to throw mine in there. I feel like this gesture has overshadowed the actual act of just being a good person. Yep. Like, oh, cool, you take knees and you... So you're taking me as a support of solidarity for racism or bullying or whoever, you know, protecting whoever, the people who are bullied. And then you turn around and bully somebody for not doing it? Yep. What a hypocrite. Aaron, here's the quote from DeCock um, in part of his long statement. That's actually on Twitter at official CSA, Cricket South Africa. Mm -hmm. If me taking a knee helps you educate others then I am more than happy to do so. So now he feels like taking a knee is education. Well, he's been he's been education. bullied basically into, if you want to continue doing the thing you you do as a trade for a living, you will you will take a knee. And the you will bow down is, to them. It's the same as this vaccine situation. I, you know, I talk to people at you know my job and you know, you hear people all over the country saying, you know, well, I really don't want to lose my job. And if my job's requiring me to get a vaccine, then I guess I'm going to do it. Well, what's how is this any different? Well, I don't want to lose my job as a cricket player. So if taking a knee and just, you know, doing something I don't necessarily believe in or want to do helps me keep my job, I guess I'm going to do it. Well, what did you accomplish there? Some symbolic gesture that really at the end of the day doesn't mean crap because you're still a horrible human being. For bullying, you know, you're you're just as much of a bully as the people you're attempting to protest against. It's it's this when I read that like literally 10 minutes before the show started, I got furious. I was like, this is too far. A guy should never again, if he is not a criminal, he should never have to make a statement like that because of a political stance. Well, and I agree. And I think that this these repeated displays of virtue signaling. I mean, look, I understand, you know, you want to get your message across and this is your platform, but it really, if you just continue, it's, if, if I have to go about my daily life where I watch television, where I watch movies, where I go to a sporting event, where I go to the grocery store and there is just complete and utter 24 hour, 24 seven symbolic displays on my face, you're honestly, you're going to start turning people off. And even people that actually care for that thing, those things, you might start turning them off. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's a situation where, you're telling me, you know, this matters, this matters, this is important, this is important. Like, I never said it wasn't, but at the same time, like, I also have a, life, I, have a, I have a life to live. You know, I matter Agreed. too. I matter too. My life matters. Like, sometimes your my problems are not matters. my problems, and, and I can sympathize. Doesn't mean you have to literally force your problems to become my problems. And I'm going to do everything in my power to not add to your problems. So please leave me alone. But like if you're having financial struggles and I'm not, then why are you going to sit there and say, well, you should be broke too. Yeah, no, thank you. Well, you shouldn't. Let's <laughs> talk about Kyrie Irving, Aaron. Um, NBA's in full swing. Speaking of ice golf later on, but um, NBA's in full swing. And this Kyrie Irving thing, Kyrie has not played. Nets look like they need him. They lost to my heat last night. They got stopped by the Bucks on opening night. I mean, and Kevin Durant, last night he had like a 25-point sub, like kind of an average game for him. They need Kyrie, but I don't know if Kyrie needs them. Um, financially, no. Kyrie does not need them. He's made plenty of money, obviously, in his life. Um, you know, if if and we look, we're going from one political cause to the next here. And right. at the same time, I'm, I'm going to support Kyrie Irving. Whether your belief – uh, on, on the vaccine, whatever your belief is, this is his choice. This is about his life and what he chooses to do. He's clearly not financially unable to take care of himself for the rest of his life. So who am I to tell him what he should and shouldn't do? If he chooses never to play basketball again, and, be, and that's the, the consequence he has to live with. So um, now we've got, you know, protests in the streets. Let Kyrie. That was bad. I think it's getting a little out of hand in that spot. Where are all these people that just have nothing to do with their lives other than <laughs> worry about other people? I mean, I I can't keep my own life straight, much less worry about Kyrie Irving and be out there, you know, to 
protest that he should be playing in a game that I can't even really afford to go to or really want to go to. <laughs> it's just I it's guarantee just, they I, don't want to be there anyways. Yeah. There's only so, anti vaxxers the same people that say I'll never watch basketball again. No, and, and they're not they are. And the thing is, is I hate the word anti-vaxxers. I've, ta- I've talked to a lot of people who have not gotten this shot. I can't say a lot. I've talked in, in my worldview, uh, a lot is like five. Um, I don't think the people are anti-vaccination. I just believe that they're not 100% on board with, you know, a couple of things. How quickly it came out. Why is it so, you know, prepared? It seemed like it was so prepared, like this was a pandemic. So... <laughs> That's their decision to do whatever they want. And like, that's, that's what I keep saying to like myself and people I talk to, like I've gotten the vaccination and I feel comfortable that with my vaccination status standing next to you or near you, I I'm taking my a risk that I'm perfectly comfortable with. And if you're taking a risk, not you specifically, but the unvaccinated person is taking a risk by not being vaccinated and you pass away, you made that choice. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, rest in peace, but, that's the thing that happened. And with Kyrie Irving, like everybody who's vaccinated, now they've gotten booster shots and everything. At what point are you supposed to just feel okay? Like at what point are we so worried about these people getting the vaccine as to why are we getting something that clearly still doesn't protect us? Yeah. And one last thing I'll say is um, a Yahoo sports article actually mentioned a great point. Why is Kyrie not talking about the protesters? Well, like his, fa- his silence in that moment is kind of weird. Well, they're in favor of, of what he does. And so most of the time, anytime you get confirmation bias, you're never going to. It's the same as the political. Anytime the left does something bad, the left doesn't say anything. Anytime the right does something bad, the right doesn't say anything. They shut up and let the other side try to, you know, rip them on social media. And we don't really accomplish anything nowadays. It just seems I feel like. All this progression doesn't actually exist. I agree. It is Thursday, September 20, 2021. This is AM Drive on 12 Sports, presented by Popple Code AM Drive for 20% off your amazing digital business card. When we come back, we're going to talk game two of the World Series, and God forbid if hashtag Jordan Sports is not added again. We're talking about all that went down, plus a little bit of controversy. We're right back to AM Drive on 12OZ Sports. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code One Two O Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Favorite college at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. We're back on another fantastic Thursday on the AM Drive on 12 Inch Sports. Reminder to follow us on social media at AM Drive TV. Look us up on Facebook and like us. Twitter and Instagram, follow us. And on TikTok, follow us as well. 
Our sponsors and more can be found at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. And speaking of the devil, Aaron, do you want to look like a Friday night but feel like a Sunday morning? That's the dream. That is the dream. And sure today make that dream seem impossible. In 2018, though, the innovators at Buttercloth struck a deal with Shark Tank. Buttercloth created a six-way stretch mint-based shirt that naturally keeps you cool and repels odors. Nothing tops the comfort and the amazing looks, so obviously Shark Tank's today. Pretty good deal. But in 2021, Buttercloth struck their best deal with the AM Drive. To support our show and, like Aaron, own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and tap the Buttercloth logo. Aaron, how's that shirt feel? You know, it always feels amazing. I can tell you that. it's um, The six-way stretch is a real thing because I am a... I am a guy who, when I say I'm in shape, that shape is round. Amen. So, so the stretching helps everything still look pretty good uh, in my I'm world. Good. But I'm actually down, uh, even despite all these hours working, actually down a few pounds. So the shirt's feeling even more comfortable. So, Ooh-wee! Aaron's losing weight. I should do it, too. We'll all do it for Aaron and for ourselves. Let's get to game two of the World Series because, wow, um. I'm watching this game last night. I was at work, so I'm kind of running in and out of the break room, seeing what's going on. I tune into the second inning. <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> wrong, yep, wrong one. And the Astros are batting. It's like one out, two on. Max Free, you know, Free Chicken's got to get out of this little jam he's in. And unfortunately, there was a bad shift called by God knows whoever that even the commentators were just perplexed about. Scored a run. Next batter, score to run. Next batter, I'm like, score to run. I'm like, and me and the other guy just like, well, there we go. See you in game three. <laughs> Thank God we still one of these bastards. <laughs> like, I just, I mentioned it to Ian yesterday, Aaron, and I hope you heard me when I said it. This thing sets up perfectly for a collapse. Your first ever, first at bat home run. The first ever time a team has scored in the first three innings and didn't score again afterwards. <laughs> It just sets up perfectly for another Georgia sports collapse. Now, granted, it's only one game, but God Almighty, get him out of here! Freaking Max Fried. That's where I got. I wanted want to break his leg out last night. Well, I mean, is it really a collapse? I mean, I would say Atlanta did what they had to do on the road. They got one of the two games. That's all you're really trying to get. I mean, I've said this a hundred times. First of all, I'm I'm a huge opponent of the two three two system. Because actually, and I've said this before, like if you're a home team, if you have home field advantage in any series, any in any sport, you should if you win all of your home games, you should never trail in a series. So that's why I believe the two, three, two is the worst uh, of all these series setups. Um, That being said, I think Atlanta is in is in great shape. I mean, I can't necessarily call it a collapse because they've done what they needed to do. They have the ability to win this series on their home field. They have the ability to send this not back to the, for this not to be sent back to Houston. So that being said, I, I can't necessarily agree with you in the camp. I mean, they had one bad ending. All, all, all truth be told, they they actually played a decent game. I understand it was what sixty-two or seven to two was the final score, but um, yeah, seven to two. I, I I I don't necessarily agree with you here with the Georgia sports collapse. Not yet. Now. If they're up 3-2 going back to even, – even if they're going up 3-2 back to Houston, I don't know if it's necessarily a huge collapse. I think the big thing for them is to get that one win in game one and, and give them – I think they're set up in a great position to take this World Series. Now, is that – does that am I saying they're absolutely going to win it? No, not necessarily. But uh, I think they did exactly what they need to do. And I, I disagree with uh, your take necessarily on the fact that they're in, a, they're in bad shape right now. I I know it's an overreaction to game two, and mainly to the second inning of game two, but it's frustrating when <clears throat> the team looks so disoriented during that second inning. Like the pressure got to them. Like when there's one play where the ball skates up the middle of the left field, and then they overthrow like the third baseman by like ten miles. It was like there was like because nobody was at a third base. And things like that are pretty much textbook in baseball. I don't really play a lot of organized baseball actually at all. But I know you do a little bit, and you're like, those are just textbook things. You cannot like it away from you. 
Like, don't cover third base. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, you hate to see it in the World Series, but you know, mistakes are going to happen. Obviously, you know, it's just human beings. Um, you have to look at the emotions of this. You know, I, I can't speak for every player on the team. I don't want to go through all of their history for both teams. We know about the the Astros and obviously their World Series and their postseason experience, but I don't know if there's a ton of it on Atlanta. Um, I know they've had some postseason experience, but I mean, obviously they haven't been to a World Series for, oh, geez, it's probably been yeah. 20 years or so. Yeah. Uh, maybe even more. And um, not only that, I'm just saying like, you know, the nerves and the, uh, you know, the, the unfamiliarity starts to set in and things. And, you know, if you can confine it to an inning, that's better than. I just I'd like to see some closer games right now. So far, we do have two theoretical World Series blowouts. I know that it was what six to two and five to two, but you know I don't like these games where we're getting one team's getting out to a lead and the other team's just having to spend the rest of the game playing catch up. And I know that they don't get to choose how you play a baseball game, but I would love to see some back and forth. You know, a game maybe we get that in game three where like it seems like you know no one really ever gets more than a one or two run lead. Um. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the Braves are in a tough, are in a tough spot here. They're, the pressure now moves to them, which is, is scary, oh, I, I think. I think you have to get two out of three here in this spot. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago when the Nationals beat the Astros in the World Series and the away team won every game of the series. That's crazy. And, and the Nationals won it in seven against Houston. But you have Houston with a World Series title of their own, a World Series appearance, I think, two more uh, ALCS appearances in the last five years. So, I mean, everything is is tilted in their favor. But I, I wouldn't count the Braves out just yet, just because it's 1-1. They're still heading back home for three games. I think, uh, I think they're going to get a good crowd for those three games, for sure. I'm sure. Um, speaking of the Astros recently, let's get to that first. Because um, Jose Altuve has been a big part of this. Yes. And I – um. I hate saying, actually, I don't hate saying it, but I hate to be the messenger here. I know that, you know, the question that you raised is, what is our take on Jose Altuve's career? Like, what is, is it Hall of Famer? Or like, what are we looking at here? Was he tied? He's now tied for second on the postseason home run list. We yeah. don't care. We don't care. What do you mean we don't care? What does that Let's even mean? a down away strike. That's going to be an up-high ball. Here, swing at this one. Does that make sense to you? Well, and that's the question is, you know, are we ever going to be able to prove how much he quote-unquote cheated? We obviously know yeah. that it happened in that season, and that's the main question is, do we believe it just happened in 2017? I mean. I don't. There's no statistical or there's no video evidence to suggest that it's the trash can was in other years but does that mean that the trash can was the only method of 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 this team's cheating i don't know but i mean even before those things i mean you look at you know you look at jose altuve's career for a little guy like that i mean he's what five seven gonna be Buck blasting home runs that's kind Buck of fishing 50. i agree yeah i mean that's the question now is you have to look at his whole career like if I take my mind out of the steroid conversation, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible what he's done as a uh, as a baseball player. But now that seeps in. So that's what my question is, is really how do people perceive him? Because obviously Astros fans are going to, you know, obviously love him and have no and, issue. And, and which, is, which is unfair because I feel like if it's literally any other franchise and, and you don't like that player – that you should not be blinded to what's going on. It's I just I understand you fans have to be realistic at one point in their lives, right? Like, like right. for Astros fans to just defend this guy is kind of stupid. Well, it is and it is, and you're going to defend you know your guys. I mean, I'm sure they would have defended Mike Fires until he you know snitched on the team. Nah. But you also look at the situation where okay, Altuve's been in the league about ten years. He's made the playoffs in sixty percent of those years. And he's hit all of these 22 home runs a time for second in five postseason appearances. 22 homers in five postseason appearances. Not only that is that a is that a feat of of you know excellence. Uh, Bernie Williams 
was in the playoffs almost every year of his career for the Yankees. And I don't know if you know Bernie Williams or of Bernie Williams. He was an incredible athlete. I mean, he he went about his job so effortlessly and nonchalantly. Uh, great center fielder for the Yankees. But the Yankees were in the postseason every year. So the longevity of him, of Bernie Williams, I don't have his stats in front of me, versus the compact stats of five years, five postseasons, two of them were World Series. Actually, this would be the third one. Um, still incredible. But again, that's the question. What do you make of his career with 2017, the asterisks? Is there an asterisk on Jose Altuve's career? Because if he continues on this trend, he's definitely on a Hall of Fame type trend. He's got, uh, what he's got, 1,700 hits, um, 164 uh, homers, 639 RBIs. If he gets to 1,000 in his career, he'll obviously most likely get there. But now you have to add him to the list. Just because he didn't take steroids, you know, is he still to me, a guy? To me, um, steroids is better than this. Because, again, like – I can be the strongest dude in the world, but like if I don't know if I can't swing it, if I don't know where the ball is, or I just can't swing. But if if I know where a ball is, maybe I can be a five foot seven ish guy and hit home runs. You know what? That's a great point because I, I think I might have to agree with you in that spot because you're right. I can take all the steroids I want in the world and be the biggest guy like Jose. But if I can't hit a baseball because I don't know where it's coming, or if I just was never really that good to hit a baseball to begin with, I mean, let's, let's be honest, he didn't make the he didn't make the major leagues on accident. But to stay right. there, to stay there, he had to obviously become, you know, competent in hitting a baseball. And you're right, that makes it a lot easier when you know where a ball's coming. So yeah, I might have to agree with you in that spot. Like this could be worse, but this shouldn't just be on Jose Altuve because we're still praising guys like Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman. As and if that's this what thing like never have, happened. Have you ever wondered like I saw some like so many articles I've seen recently have just like oh well most of the team's gone, really. Not so really. Alex Bragman, Carlos Correa, and Jose Altuve to me that that's the only guys I remember. Well, Yuri They're Gurriel was there. I mean Yuri huh? Gurriel. Yuri Gurriel is still there. Another guy who was on that uh, on that Houston Astros team. They're still. A good chunk of the core. I don't. I wouldn't say mostly everybody's gone. I mean, in my opinion, um, I think the guys who matter are still there. And like you said, yep, I agree. Altuve, Bregman, Carlos Correa, Yoli Gurriel. I mean, those are the four guys that, in my opinion, in 2017, really made themselves. Yes, guys like uh, uh, Carlos Beltran and uh, oh God, who was the center fielder? Uh, Springer. George Springer. Right. Okay, those guys have moved on. You are correct. But these guys who were central, especially the video, I believe it was a walk-off against the Yankees where Jose Altuve is doing this as he's coming to home plate. That's the image that is going to stick with most people with regards to the um, the Astros cheating scandal. So, sorry, yeah, your core is still there. And it doesn't take an entire team of guys from 2017 just because they're not – most of them aren't there. It doesn't mean you still can't. There's already cheating allegations again. I mean, I know those have seemed to die down, but they're still there. And now some of them may be unfair and unwarranted, but I don't know. We'll have to, uh, you know, if cheat. the Astros, you know, if the Astros win this World Series, they're going to pop up again. Good. Um, <laughs> how about viewership is up 17% this year in the World Series, but it's still down low, which shows me. You know what this you know 17% up this year means? It's easier to watch because there's fans in the stands. Is a, baseball, is a baseball game easier to watch with fans? I never quite understood that take. Yes. It's Why? Something We're not even part of the, because watch how quiet and boring it like It literally feels boring when you're watching on TV. Well, do you remember when Fox um, experimented with like the digital fans? Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if fans matter that much, like they're not even part, like you should never really, it's like an umpire. You should never really know what's going on with a fan unless something horrible happens. Fair. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, I, I but I can understand it. Like if, if just that's, the, the roar feels different. Yeah. The, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I remember when they experimented with digital fans and somebody's basically having to like control the buttons for the roar of the crowd and things like that. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was a little too much, but I mean, if if that was people's thing, it seemed like it it filled a void of watching a game with fans in the stands. But I don't know. I think baseball just has a bigger issue in terms of marketing, and uh, 
it's I just, agree. Uh, I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but the, the playing back-to-back nights, like give yourself a day to develop storylines. The NBA does it. The NHL traditionally does it. Football obviously does it with the week-to-weeks, but give yourself time to develop a storyline. Give us a day to talk about the day before. Now, we, you know, we have games on top of games, like the back-to-back. I, t- I talked about it all postseason. When I've got game on top of game on top of game, I don't have time to really process the last one because the next one's here. Right, right. So anything that happened magical in the first one doesn't matter in game two. Well, yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, you're right. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's just like, okay, I haven't had a chance to really process game one where I get that day. And the, the players, you know, you know, you kind of need a day off. You know, I especially when you go in a grind of 162 games where you are, you pretty much have one or two days off a month. Let them have a little. Let them, let's... Let's let injuries heal. Let's let uh, pitchers get an extra day of rest. We want to see the best pitchers. Stop throwing back-to-back nights. I can have a pitcher going one, four, and seven. I can have, you know, you know, I can have Freed. I can have Morton. I can. Ha- I mean, we don't have a ton of great starting pitching, but like, let's say if the Red Sox and the and the Dodgers made it, I could have had Scherzer. I could have had Bueller. I could have had Scherzer three times. I could have had Chris Sale a couple times. Eduardo Rodriguez a couple times. You know, and those are the game and those will matter. You want to feature your prominent players? Why your best starting pitchers? Why play back-to-back and give them less rest? It just doesn't make sense to me. doesn't make sense to me either. But, um, hey, we got to move on, Aaron. When we come back, we're talking NFL trade deadlines. It's getting close. It's just Sean Watson. He's going to be traded. We'll leave that to the courts. But we'll talk about other players like Michael Thomas and Jimmy Garoppolo. Whoa. We'll be right back to the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code one two o z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very soft. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to the AM Drive, and I hope you're driving safe here on Twilight Sports. It is Thursday, October 20, 2021. I'm Mike. He's Aaron. Aaron, how's, how are you feeling so far, man? I'm feeling great. You know, I, I know we've talked about uh, baseball, cricket, and basketball, two of the three sports I know not a ton about. So, <laughs> um, But, I mean, the show's been great, and I can't wait to talk some football, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Well, obviously, you're a fan of at least football, so that Aaron, that that would make you a fanatic, I would assume, right? You know, I don't like to emulate that term to the fullest, but we do have some fanatics that watch the show. So, um, yeah, for their purposes, I'm, I'm dead. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, Aaron, we want people to understand that it's great to support your team. It's great to support their favorite players, but. Don't search for the websites. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F. Fanatics website has every team from every league 
with daily deals. It's so simple. They have great customer service as experienced by both of us with different stuff that's happened. You might get some free merch just because something happens with the shipping, okay? I'm not saying that happens, but I'm just saying it's awesome. Fanatics is a great company, and they have authentic merchandise. And don't go to these goatapparel.shop or whatever. That's a little crap. You want authentic stuff, go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Fanatics logo. You're welcome. Support us while supporting your team. Okay, Aaron. How about some NFL trade deadline talk? And at first, I know you want to get to Mark Ingram, who's returning to New Orleans Saints. Wasn't he just with the Texans? He was, and actually he started his career with the Saints. It seems like it's come full circle. But, um, I mean, there hasn't been a ton of positive things to come out of Houston's short of week one against the Jaguars. But, uh, you know, Mark Ingram's been running fine. And I think the one thing, I can't say the one thing, but one thing the Saints have been missing is that compliment to Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara has been sick this year. But (laughs) we... Sick, sick in a good way. <laughs> right, right, right. In COVID, time, in COVID times, we can't say sick, but right. Um, but he hasn't had, or he's always had that kind of a change of pace guy. The thunder, you know, the thunder to his lightning. Uh, it was Mark Ingram to begin, and then it became Latavius Murray, another one who, um, you know, kind of had that that goal line that that gets you know that yard, and and Mark Ingram's going to come back to the Saints doing that doing that as well again. And I think this is a great move for the Saints to, to improve their ability because as much as I love Jameis Winston, if they need to be able to run the football and use the short passing game effectively. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what the status of Michael Thomas is going to be as far as even coming back or even being a part of this team, which I know we'll get to here. Um, but this is a bigger move for the Saints to make a playoff push in the wild card because I don't think they're going to catch Tampa. But to become a wild card team and maybe play spoiler, I actually think this is a low key underrated move. Mark Ingram returning to the Saints. Low key underrated. I like it. I think Joe Flagger to the Jets was one of the best moves so far. I'm kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> do you, what do you have in your AM drive mug? What are you drinking? Is that, is that alcohol? I'm actually, I wish. I'm actually um, washing that as we like right now. So it's, it's downstairs, but we'll be all right. Yeah, it's weird for me. I, I drink the coffee so fast. So in like the first segment, like you see the AM drive mug so many times, but like after the first segment, my coffee's gone. So I need to get a second AM drive mug for like my water, so I can just pretend like I'm drinking my coffee, but it's actually just water. I'm dead, bro. I am so dead. Hopefully Have you I'll seen have... this twelve ounce mug? Have you seen this? Did you remember this? Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Speaking of Jimmy G, actually, let's get to Jimmy G. All now right. I should mention. Now I should mention the devil. Um, listen. Realistically, I don't know if this happens. But I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think if I'm Kyle Shanahan, you have to trade Jimmy G. Like now. Like do it while Trey Lance is developing. Because I'll be honest, with the emergence of the Cardinals and now the Rams, just don't, don't hang on to Jimmy Garoppolo. Get something while you still can. Maybe it's Allen Robinson from the Bears. I don't know. But do something that's going to improve your team. Maybe get Marlon Mack for crying in the sink. Wasn't he supposed to be traded, I thought? He still might be. We'll see. But uh, Jimmy G, those two destinations are just not happening. I mean, you're not going to get Marlon Mack. You're not going to get – why would the Justin Fields experiment be tarnished by – by Jimmy Garoppolo. The same with the fact that the Colts believe they have something with Carson Wentz, and what, whether they do or not, that's not. They do. Chill it's out. Not really a, it's a, whether they do or not, that's not really a debate. So, um, my, you know, I look at a situation where where Jimmy Garoppolo. You're right. Okay, so we have a game against the Chicago Bears this weekend with with the 49ers and the Bears. The 49ers are now two and four. Even with a win, they become three and four. Um, even if Arizona and the Cardinals, or excuse me, Arizona and the Rams both lose, you're looking at seven and one and six and two versus three and four. I don't see a scenario where a team that's, you know, scoring less than they give up is going to contend in this NFC West. Um, looking at both San Francisco and Seattle, actually, but I actually do believe there are a couple spots for Jimmy Garoppolo theoretically to land. Now, one of them is, in my opinion, is the Houston Texans. I was going to say that. Yep. 
what do you have with Davis Mills? You uh, obviously know you're going to probably move on from Tyrod Taylor. You know, I feel bad for the guy. But, oh, so mighty. Uh, it's, but it is what it is. It's still a business. Um, a couple other actually spots that I was looking at um, for Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and stay with me here. All right. Uh, the first one I was looking at actually was the um, the Detroit Lions. It, it ain't golf. Is it Jimmy? Probably not. But what do you what do you have to give up to get Jimmy Garoppolo at this point? Probably not much. Fifth and sixth, fifth and seventh. I I would like. But let's be honest. Would you do golf for Jimmy G straight? Like, if you're the really, 49ers, what would you yeah. like, what would you get back for golf? A couple of draft picks. Wait, would you get back for golf or Garoppolo? Even golf, though. Like, why would you? Like, you wouldn't trade golf, though. If you're, you don't want golf back. Like, and what would the yeah, line? Like, you want to make this Trey Lance's team for the next ten games. Whatever happens, happens. Whether you're three and four, and that's the thing. If you're three and four, you now have to look at the fact that you know, with seven men, with seventeen playoffs, theoretically, three and four this week could get you all the way up to seven, depending on how know how things go so i this that's the thing with the trade deadline coming in like week eight which i know is about halfway season you just you got to figure out what team you are going to be and at three and four that's that's the worst situation if you're zero and seven detroit or two and five new york like you know where you're at you're a seller but if you're three and four or four and three like you're kind of you have to make the right decision and I don't know. Getting to three and four, beating the Bears, especially now the Bears will be three and five, so you move ahead of them. It's a tough one. But if you can't beat the Bears, I think you got to look at Seller. The second, um, the second destination I was looking at uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo was actually Carolina. I understand they're in talks with Deshaun Watson, and we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson obviously at nauseum. But uh, the second destination we're looking at is Carolina. I mean, here's another guy who I think is better than Sam Darnold. But not necessarily good enough to win, uh, to win the, you know, win the division or win, uh, you know, a Super Bowl. So Carolina is one of the, another one of those teams. They have to decide if they're buyers. I think they could be, especially with Christian McCaffrey coming back. They're three and four right now. Who would have thought we had three and zero Carolina in first place three weeks into the season, and now they're three and four in last place, even behind the Falcons. (laughs) So, anyways, that's my thoughts for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I do um think that Garoppolo's worse, I, I, at least not as good as Sam Darnold. I don't. Okay. I, wow. I feel like what I what I saw with Darnold against the Vikings in the last drive was just like I've never seen that from Jimmy G ever. Like ever. Is it just a matter of the fact that he just doesn't have McCaffrey, and that's the problem? Because they're zero and four without Christian McCaffrey. I think that's the problem. I think that's you go on you go to the Panthers knowing you have Christian McCaffrey as a as a crutch, and now you don't. It's Sam Darnold trying to play hero again when Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are dropping passes like they are. What do you do? Yeah, and the thing is, if if he's out for two more weeks and you're three and six, what are you even bringing him back in that division, NFC South? Even bringing back Christian McCaffrey? Mm. Another another year lost. It's tough. <laughs> I I bet you. How about this? But I bet you 49ers were mine. I mean, I know the Panthers wouldn't trade him, but. 49ers wouldn't mind giving Jimmy G in a couple of draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. That so putting put him over the top. Stop. They don't even have the draft picks to give. They just got Trey Lance with all those draft picks. See, well, there you go. Then that won't even matter. That's they're not wash. They're not Carolina's not ready to cut ties on Christian McCaffrey just yet. But I'm saying, but if the price was right, though, I would not mind if the that 49ers ain't the price. got him. That ain't the price, trust me. That ain't the oh, price. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm selling a cup. Obviously, we you you get it. I just I'd give up more first-round picks for McCaffrey than I would for Watson at this point. Yeah, me too. So, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to Sean Watson because that, that's another hot topic. Deshaun Watson is a – despite the legal stuff, Where I talked about this with Ian yesterday. Where do you think he goes and where do you want him to go? All right, where do I want him to go? I want him to go to Miami um, just want, because okay. that, that just seems to be – the place he wants to go, and why send him? I mean, I, I don't care where he goes personally, but um, why send him to another spot where he's just going to throw a temper tantrum again? If this is where he wants to go, and this seems like the match made in heaven that he wants, let him have it. 
Um, where I think he's going to go, ultimately, I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't think anybody wants that. Why do you want to go and get get a guy that's got so much baggage? Like, especially when that baggage is unfinished. The baggage is, I don't know what the, what's taking the baggage so long. Because the court system moves incredibly slow. Yeah. And it seems like there's, there's, there's reason to believe that they want more than just settling. Because I feel like Deshaun Watson would have already tried to settle. But if they believe there's a bigger case here, oh, then that stuff doesn't. They don't just. They don't just rush that stuff. It's not a fast food service. Fair enough. Well, that being said, I just. I think Miami's probably the place. I know Carolina. We just talked about them. They're looking as well. Another spot. You're not. I don't think you're going to like this. But if everything can be smoothed over and no issues, I kind of like them on the Giants. I, I he, think he'd, be, he'd be good in New York. He'd be good in New York. And I think even I'm, as a Daniel Jones guy, I mean, even I can't even defend that. Like, I, as much as I love Daniel Jones, I love Deshaun Watson way more. Like, I, I will say that right now. And one thing I, I never think will happen, um, but if it does, I, I think it's obviously the end of, a, of, a, of an era, and there's a chance that they could trade him to Seattle and move on from Russell Wilson. You can still fetch a pretty good ransom for Russell Wilson. Fair enough. Let's talk two more guys. I want to talk um, – let's get to – Two wide receivers. Let's go Allen Robinson. Yeah. Because he, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't care for Allen Robinson. I, I think he's an, a vastly underperformed player. He will drop passes. I don't care what anybody says. That could be in the Matt Nagy system, but, again, I don't care. It's It doesn't make any sense to me why Allen Robinson is still with the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to trade him, but where could he go? And where what, what team could use him? Colts could use him. Well, there's a lot of teams that can use them, especially. Um, the team I thought was the kind of the perfect fit, and they have a disgruntled star of their own that probably uh, could use a change of scenery as well, uh, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. I huh. think a uh, situation where we could see, a, as long as they can make sure that Allen Robinson gets locked up, I could see a situation where it may not be an exact one-for-one swap, but Chandler Jones for Allen Robinson. That's fair. I give a little bit more. I want a little bit more than Allen Robinson, but I think that because I think Chandler Jones is worth more, right? I mean, it all depends on who you're asking. I mean, it, it, Chandler Jones has five sacks this year, and they're all in one game. So that's crazy. It, yeah, I know he's been hurt for a little while. The other, the other target I could see in this spot. I don't know if Chicago would do this deal, but I could see the New Orleans Saints putting together a package with Michael Thomas to get Allen Robinson. Yeah, I was say that was the other wide receiver I was going to talk about. Um, cool. Well, we can talk about him then. We'll add do you think Michael bit. Thomas goes? Like, where do you think he? Well, these two wide receivers, who do you think it's traded? Like, more likely to be traded, if any. I think it's more than likely. Oh, if any, I think it's more than likely that Michael Thomas is now. It's that is it's, true. Kind of, it's kind of amazing how for the first seven weeks of the season, I personally haven't heard anything, um, anything come out of New Orleans good or bad with the Michael Thomas situation. Just the fact yep. that he was on the pup list. He was out for six weeks. And um, and if, I think this is their bye week this, this week. So, or maybe maybe it's next week. Either way, like he hasn't played yet, but he also really hasn't caused any problems or the team, you know, hasn't had any issues with him. Uh, that being said, I still don't think it's without, you know, not in the realm of possibility that, you know, we lose, we, uh, the, the Saints lose Michael Thomas. I don't know why I said we, because... <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Saints fan by any stretch of the imagination, um, but Michael Thomas could be on the move now. The question really is: is he's not going to get a ton? He probably gets somewhere in that Odell Beckham range. I think Odell Beckham was like a couple of thirds. Uh, right. there's, still, there's still a lot in the tank for Michael Thomas, and I think a huge team that, that that would almost solidify themselves as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Like I know they're they're already kind of right there right now, but if the Green Bay Packers can find a way to get Michael oh. Thomas on the other side of Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas performs. Who do you what do you guard there? Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you know, mm. Robert, Robert Tanyan for already a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yikes, look out the rest of the NFL. That'd be disgusting. Agreed, 100 percent Any others you want to see trade or or that you could see traded? I'd like to see Brandon Cooks get to a contender. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure who, but uh, you could, you know, I could go down the line here. If you you could find a way to get him back into New England, he had some of his best, I think one of like one of his best seasons in New England. Um, another spot would be Tennessee to add the third weapon to right. that in the slot. 
Um, I don't, he would be good in Los Angeles with the Chargers. I don't want to see him in there because I have Eckler and Mike Williams on my fantasy teams. So right. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to be see targets snagged uh, in that one. And also adding Brandon Cooks uh, in the same matter that Allen Robinson, you know, adding him on the other side of DeAndre Hopkins would be huge. So Brandon Cooks is a name I hope can get to a spot where he can contend because he's just, he's a good player right now stuck in hell. <laughs> stuck in hell. And, and they gave, and they gave Mark Ingram the outs. So please give it to Brandon Cooks as well. That's enough NFL trade deadline. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> That's enough NFL trade deadline right now. When we come back, we're going to talk some Thursday night foosball, including pro and college. Guys, Coastal screwed up last week and they rebound. We're right back. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code one two o z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Favorite college at Fanatics.com. The largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. This one for the AM Drive Invitational, Carvelis on Hole 18 for Birdie. Yes! Yes! I can't believe this moment has happened. I just won the AM Drive Invitational. See, the thing is, I just I never could get over the hump whenever I was playing Aaron in golf. Like, Aaron was always winning every championship we played. And then Aaron finally broke his secret to me, and I don't know why, but he just did. He told me, Michael, your your balls, they're overpriced. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, your golf balls, they're over. I was like, oh, okay, I got you. So Aaron recommended to me MikeAndAaronDrive.com where I clicked the Vice Golf logo and got the best balls for the lowest price shipped to me. I could not believe it. Now I'm a champion. My pockets feel less heavy. Everything's just Amazing. Why should my pockets feel more heavy? Because I can still have cash. I was just thinking. I was like, you right, right. Work. You almost got me on that one. But Aaron, thank you for helping me to become a champion in the AM Drive. Go to mikeandarendrive.com. Best balls, lowest price ships. You click that Vice Golf logo. I, I, that's like my best promo ever. I'm sorry. I can tell you're out of breath just from reading a promo. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that was off top, by the way. Well, good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thursday night football, Packers and Cardinals. Arizona minus six and a half here with losing J.J. Watt. Of course, Packers are going to be without Devontae Adams and probably um, Alan Lizard. Okay, Lazard. I know it's that's his name. Alan Lazard, who both have COVID, and I'm not sure if any of them are. Again, I think both of them are out. Um, Mark has felt a scantling, may return, but chances are he might not. He's been injured all year. Randall Cobb, I receiver number one. Well, that seems like a long time ago since we said that one. Aaron, what is your best bet here? Because I'm leaning over 15 and a half. 
It's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually probably leaning toward the under in this Whoa. Um, you know, Thursday night games just typically are a tough matchup for both teams. Now, it's better, obviously, for Arizona. They get the home game. Um, Green Bay in this spot, you know, missing Devontae Adams, missing Alan Lazard. You know, Randall Cobb, he's a fine replacement for Lazard, but is he a fine replacement for Adams? Probably not nope. in, in this spot. Um there's a chance Hopkins might not play. He hasn't pa- he hasn't practiced all week. Um, they do get Chandler Jones back, a guy we just talked about in the trade deadline uh, segment last segment. Uh, but I just I feel like these two teams right now are just really just trying to get through this. And that's right. that's probably the case for a lot of of Thursday night football games, just trying to get through this game. And I know this sounds crazy in the NFL, but. Does either team really care if they don't win this game? There's, I mean, I think it means more for Arizona, obviously. But even if mm. they lose this game, they're seven and one. Obviously, the undefeated streak is over. But no matter what happens in the Rams game, Arizona ends this week still in first place. And I believe, yes, the same goes for Green Bay. So right. we're, still, we're still comfortably in first place in both of their divisions. So the, the key to this game more to me is injuries and you know, not hopefully not having a lot of them. Because um, this game could actually really train wreck a, a team season, one of these two teams. If you have a lot of crazy injuries, uh, you know, say James Conner goes down, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. That's a, guy, that's a guy who's been running the football well. You need him for later. And that's this is this is a prime example. It, well, for one, we don't get a lot of really good matchups on Thursday night, but this is a prime example of why. We don't, <laughs> I mean, we want Thursday night football, but it's not fair. To have Thursday night, but Friday night football, I understand it's not much different, but it's an extra day. Like, like Thursday night football is just not good for NFL players, and this is part of it. So, um, that being said, I'm going to lean on the under. I think that teams are just going to play conservative football and try to get out of here, um, just healthy. I think that's the big key for this game. So, give me under 50 and a half in this one. And uh, I don't really have a theoretical play on the to- on the uh, on the side, but I'd probably lean towards taking the Packers because you oh, still have wow. You still have Aaron Rodgers, and you still have Aaron Jones, and you still have AJ Dillon, and Randall Cobb's already had one pretty good game this uh, this series or this uh, year. So, uh, if you're going to give me six and a half, it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. I'm either betting on them or I'm not betting. Which theoretically, come on, theoretically, theoretically, I'm not betting. I'm saying I'm leaning that way. My bet is on the under fifty and a half. My bet's on the over. So tell me instead. I'm kidding. Well, if you hate money, go for it. <laughs> Shots fired, pal, to you too, sir. <laughs> Let's talk um Troy Trojans in the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Um, Coastal, still 17-point favorites here. Aaron, would you believe that our 50 is actually half a point lower than a Thursday night football game? Uh, I'm shocked that it's uh this low with um with the Coastal Carolina game because there's a lot of times where they can put that up themselves no problem and I think that you know that's why I said I'm kind of shocked because they're with the 17 point spread they're kind of thinking that the Chanticleers can do that uh again that being said these two games these two teams play tight games now they play tight high scoring games so the 50 seems like it's not high enough but uh you know you have you have Coastal Carolina coming off of a loss which almost I wouldn't say derails their season but now they're you know they're behind Appalachian State in the Sun Belt in Which terms is crazy. Of, of App getting... State's been incredible. Well, they have. They have been they've been incredible for a long time, but App State's taken a step back this year as well. Um it, it's really hard. It's really hard to, to, to stay undefeated. Um just ask a lot. There's a lot of teams that, that do it, and it's just it's very hard to do. Um the question is how does how does Coastal Carolina respond? I don't necessarily love the thought of, of laying 17 points in this one because of the fact that these two teams have played particularly close. So that being said, with most people watching the NFL, I think I'm going to take Troy plus 17 points. But I will say that with a disclaimer, I have been pretty bad in the NCAA. So you may, <laughs> you, you may want to rock the triple C this this uh, this Thursday night football. Triple C? What is this, throwing Crips or something? Come on, man. Yeah, triple C, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Okay. We'll leave that alone. Um, My best bet here is, as Aaron's about to send us home, I've got under 50. Really? Wow. 
I think I think both teams' defenses can show enough. Probably plus seventeens to play here as well, though. Take us home, Aaron. All right, fair enough. So we're uh, at least we're not on opposite, complete opposite sides in the Cowboy or in the uh, in the college game. So uh, right. that being said, we had a great show. We talked a little baseball, talked a little trade deadline, and gave you guys some bets for the uh, the night in sports. For Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us on all those socials that are right up there above Mike's head. And also visiting MikeAndAaronDrive.com to not only see those social medias, but also support our sponsors who support us. We thank you. We thank them. Friday Football Frenzy is on the docket tomorrow. Can't Ooh. wait. And it's are another AM. I will be here tomorrow. So for another AM drive, we appreciate you guys. Drive safe and make sure you tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m on the 12-ounce sports social media channels. We are out. Adios.